Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Rob. On today's podcast, we discuss a film celebrating its 20th anniversary, Sleepy Hollow. There is no horseman. There never was a horseman. There never will be a horseman. Some say it is the witch of the Western Woods. Is everyone in this village enthralled to superstition? Excuse my manner. I'm not used to. Female company? Perhaps there's a bit of a witch in you. Why do you say that? Because you've bewitched me. You are wise. You will leave this place. Ichabod? Sleepy Hollow, rated R. Friday, November 19th, in theaters everywhere. All right, Leonard. What's going on? It's 10. It's 10 o'clock, time, 10 o'clock at night, your time. 10.05. We tried this earlier today. <laughs> we lost a person in the in the, in the the everything. We lost Damien. We did. It's me and you, 10 o'clock your time. We got to bust through this. <laughs> Usually we do no man left behind, but this is totally man left behind. So because we're professionals, though, if I didn't say any of that, you wouldn't know. Absolutely. But it's important that right. everybody knows where we're coming from. So you had a, it was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're doing okay? I'm doing good. I have survived. I am 42 as of yesterday. Jesus Christ. What a, in a glorious 42. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. We were back in, <laughs> we went out to like fancy dinner. Okay. So we had this theory, this working theory. So it was like the neighbors all went out. So it was like, you know, the, the place Very is nice. a mile away. And we're like, we'll walk because, you know, it's a nice night. So let's walk. And we're 42. We're 42. So we should be able to walk. Yeah. And so we got there. We were a little tired. And then we had dinner and we had a couple <laughs> of drinks. And then coming home, it was like, this is the worst idea ever. By the time we got home, I think it was like 930. All we wanted to do was go to bed. There's a bunch of old farts. Are there no Ubers in Washingtonville? There's totally Ubers. There's Ubers and there's Lyfts and there's like we're old enough to have kids that drive and there's like a hundred different options. But for some reason we had this idiotic fantasy that like walking was going to be great and uh, we will never do that again. Just saying. Well, you made it back alive. We're here. We're alive. You didn't have to sleep with a dog. So that's an upgrade from 4th of July. (laughs) Nope. The dog left us alone. All right. Oh. It was 4th of July, right? That you had to sleep with a dog? That I was sleeping on the floor with the dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that was like, <laughs> that sounds so much worse than it actually was. That was me for just sure. waiting for everybody to go to bed, and I just happened to fall asleep with the dog on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you tried to give the dog snuggles. Yeah. The dog allowed it. You fell asleep, then the dog jumped in your on your bed. Yeah. And nobody bothered to wake me up until I woke nah, myself up. You were fine. You were fine. animals. Sleepy Hollow, 20th anniversary. We're 1999. Here. Unbelievable. Every time I realize a movie is 20 years old and it came, I think it came out in like 90, ah, 20 years ago, 1990. Nope. No, 1999. Yeah. We drove to this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, let me, I'm just going to start off with this question right off the bat. Sleepy Hollow better than Phantom Menace? Oh, the, I mean, that's, per, the, the question alone is perfect because there's so much between these two <laughs> movies that it's just yeah, like, man. it's unbelievable how you can compare them. But I do have an answer to that. I would I've love been, to hear it. I've been thinking about it all damn day. Because I just okay. saw this today, which I think is an important thing to bring up. Like Because both you and I, this was the first time we've seen it in a while. We both watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to say, this is a better movie than The Phantom Menace. Agreed. Better movie. Um I think better acted. Sure. 
you got it's got to be better acted, right? This movie has like the murderer's row of supporting actors. Yeah, they, it's a it's a phenomenal cast, plus a whole bunch of Star it's Wars a, guys in there. It's a ridiculous cast. Yeah, beautiful score, shot beautifully. Yes, I don't. I mean, I, I'm I'm confused on how. I don't think this movie's like a world beat or anything, but I I do very much enjoy this movie. Little surprise, it's got 68 percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Yeah. It feels like it should be higher. You know, that's where I kind of I'm falling into about that 68 percent right now. You are. I am. It's it was a movie when you brought it up or like, hey, we're going to do this movie. It was like, oh, I love that movie. Totally. And I even remember like driving to Tower Records to like buy the DVD. But it's, you know, it's not that it (laughs) aged, but there's something about the movie that I'm like, all right. But I'm sure we'll get into it. But there's a little bit to this movie that doesn't kind of bring it up to like that B score. (laughs) Okay. So when did you is this the first time you've watched this movie and how long? Last time I saw this movie, it's got to be at least 10 years. I don't think my kids have seen this movie, so it's it's been a wow. while. Yeah. Okay. Owen hasn't seen this movie. Owen has not seen this movie. As a Okay, so then that brings up my second question. What genre is Sleepy Hollow? This it's I like when they advertise it, you know, they they talk about it like it's a horror movie. And right. um I don't see it as a horror movie. I I, I see this as a fantasy movie uh, more than anything else. And I, I, I understand that completely. So, again, we talked about this earlier. Based on what Wikipedia says now, take it with a grain of salt, it's Wikipedia. Sleepy Hollow is a gothic supernatural horror film. <laughs> right, right, yes. <laughs> again, I ask this question, is it a is that a subgenre of a subgenre of a genre? This is, I've never heard of that. That's, that's Wikipedia trying to, like, to, to figure out what the heck this thing is. Okay. Um, I watch this movie every year. Oh, every year at Halloween, it's on the it's on the list of like twenty twenty five movies that uh, we watch every year for Halloween. Not on Halloween night, but we have a list that we watch throughout the month of October. We try to get through them. We do the same for Christmas movies in December. So this is on there. So I, I watch it probably, well, obviously, more often than you. Yeah. And I'm not as shocked when you say it. Some it's missing something that it wasn't ten years ago. Doesn't shock me. Right. But I understand where you're coming from. You know, it's it's one of those movies I want to I want to love this movie more than I love it, and it it's it's almost undefinable. And I think I got some grip on it today, especially because I was trying to like really zero in on some stuff. Yeah. But this is like this is local lore. I mean, Tarrytown <laughs> is 40 minutes away, so like this is like this is where I live. So you would think it would be way more like you know, but it's just yeah, man. This is this is like. Upstate New York lore, right? Yeah, this is, is it? it. This is it. I used to go for that stupid bridge all the time. And I got my like whole critique about like how they screwed up some New York stuff on this. But um yeah. Not filmed in New York. Not filmed in New York. Come on. Um I, I understand what you're saying when you say that it maybe is missing something and you want to like it more than than you do. I think it's because again, the idea of Sleepy Hollow, like, I think is is appealing to people. Right, especially probably males around our age. Um, the idea of like the headless horseman, and then I think again Burton during this time frame. You know, you have Depp. You have the cast is is ridiculous. So I think that's maybe why you expect it to be more than it is. Sure. And this is you would say the height of Tim Burton's run, right? I would say this is towards the end of the height of his run. Okay. I would say the height of his run is. When he's at like the peak of, hey, that's Tim Burton, mid 90s, even though I don't think he released anything that was like 
one of his signature movies in the mid-90s. Everything is early 90s. 94 is Ed Wood. Big Fish is right after that. You know, and then you then you get into this in 99. So I think the 90s is him, but I think that it's earlier in the 90s that is like when he's at the peak of his power. Well, what's funny, if you did you see that whole bit about how this movie is what ultimately replaced um, his work in Superman, uh, not Return, Superman Lives? Yes, because he was he was like fizzling out on that essentially. Yeah, that's funny. Like he wasn't originally yeah wasn't originally tapped to do this uh, because he was working on Superman Lives, and then that didn't work out. So then he took this. <laughs> it's just funny. Thank God. <laughs> what a great documentary! Did you watch that freaking thing? I did. Yeah the 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 screen tests or the screen fo- test photos of Nick Cage in like full Con Air hair. <laughs> In the Superman costume is like nightmare fuel, dude. Sure, there is. He just looks like hell. But yeah, and and Keaton was going to be Batman, right? For this, for the the Superman, I thought they were going to end up doing like a Justice League type thing or Batman versus Superman with the Superman lives. Batman was going to be in it. I thought no, not on this one. This was all just going to be okay. like just wacky wonky Superman stuff, following um, all the Doomsday stuff. Got it. Would you watch that movie? Oh, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. So if you like, if you hang in there for the documentary, it like you start off with like that terrible picture that everybody knows. It looks like you know Nick Cage is coming out of like a a, a drug bender, but at the sure. end of it, they actually redo the suit like a little bit better, and it's a lot more like kind of muscular and almost looks like Batman Forever level suit. And they don't mm-hmm. give him the wig. You know, they give him a little bit more full hair, but he doesn't have, like, the long hair. I mean, he looks okay. It's not, I mean, he's not, you know, Brandon Ralph. I, I just, guess. yeah, I just can't picture Nick Cage as Superman. No, nobody can. And as you watch that, there is all, it's bananas in the documentary. Like, how their justification for Nicolas Cage was bananas. There is something that's every, every man in Superman, yeah. you know what I'm saying? An everyday man, especially when he's Clark Kent, even though he's supposed to be massive and you know tall and muscular but they're supposed to, and handsome, but there's supposed <laughs> to be something every man about him. And Nick Cage is like so eccentric looking and sounding and mannerisms. Like there's no way, I understand he's an actor, no way he pulls that off. He looks like a fucking alien. And I and that's what like the whole <laughs> bit was, was that they wanted him to be, um, they wanted him to be like odd looking. That was Tim Burton's whole approach to this thing. And it that movie, how they laid it up, it was going to be a train wreck. But again, I would have loved to have seen it. It would have been horrible, but shit, man, I would have loved to see it. <laughs> and that's that's Superman, the first Superman after Christopher Reeve. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't work. Nope. It doesn't work. Poor All guy. right, let's uh, let's get into this Sleepy Hollow business. Let's do it. Ichabod Crane is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate the decapitations of three people with the culprit being a legendary apparition the headless horseman nice that that reads weird it like reading read that that doesn't yeah it doesn't I'm not got a good I'm, job I'm not in. no it doesn't have good flow at all and you know it's well documented that my reading isn't the best <laughs> <laughs> i guess that i mean do you go into sleepy hollow not knowing what the synopsis is but that's the thing is like the 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 book and then the cartoon is like way different than this thing. I, there's like a couple of like little, you know, points to it. But other than that, it's like a whole different bit. How many people go into this movie in 1999 having seen the short film that Disney did? Oh, I would say you got 25% at best had seen it before. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I can't imagine many people have. No, no. And it's it's funny because I actually forgot, and it's funny, I forgot Ichabod Crane was actually like a teacher. Like, I remember he was like all yeah. kind of weird and distorted and like scarecrow looking, but like that whole other bit of him being a teacher and like a womanizer and all that other shit, I forgot all about that, but that's... Yeah, he travels to Sleepy Hollow to like teach a class, but then he gets like hammered, right? And starts like womanizing while he's there. <laughs> All he wants to do is have sex and eat. And like that's the story. And he just <laughs> happens to start like screwing around with the wrong girl. So that's what it really comes down to. <laughs> and then the headless horseman gets him. That's right. So fun fact, real quick. Fun facts. Uh around the corner from my house, uh, we live by a city called Nellie Gale. And Nellie Gale is uh, you know, Wealthy people who most of them have horses and they have big areas for the horses. Two times in the recent years around Halloween, there will be some dude in a big on a big black horse running up and down the horse trails dressed <laughs> as a, the headless horseman on or around Halloween. That's awesome. And it's it's awesome, but it's also a little off putting. You're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And everybody like stops to look, but we're all trying to drive, and there's this fucking dude riding up and down on a big black horse with a sword and no head. It's off-putting. It's non-sensitive to headless people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I try to get a photo every time, and it never works. Uh, that's awesome. But does he look good? Is it like, or does yeah. it look cheesy? And it looks good from a from like the street, right? You know, I'm, I'm a good 20 feet away, 25 feet away, but it looks fine. <laughs> a couple of fender benders. People are screaming at him. It's chaos. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to be out there this year just to, like I there's no rhyme or reason when he's there. <laughs> All right. As I mentioned, sixty eight percent rotten tomatoes from the critics, eighty wow. percent audience. Oh. So that's what, a blended rate of around like seventy five? Yeah. And seventy uh, ish. And I think yeah, that's 72. I think that's fair. As far as for me, I think that's fair. I know you have a lot more well, affection. I mean, we'll get to that. There at you the end go. Of the pod. Oh, right. oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, this is right, my first based on podcast. Washington, yeah, based on Washington Irving's uh, story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Obviously, as we mentioned, directed by Tim Burton. $100 million budget only made $207 million. Oh. So that's still a moderate hit. Yeah. I mean, it makes $100 million. Yeah, it that's, made that's, its money back. That's a hit. Yeah, sure. Yep. You ever notice that Francis Ford Coppola is, <laughs> is credited as a producer? Executive producer. He, he's just dropping the well, money. I was gonna say, what do you think his his involvement in this movie was? <laughs> Zero. He probably put his signature to the piece of paper. They're like, "Hey, do you want to make this movie?" They're like, "Yeah, sure, here it is." But that's funny. I totally didn't know that until I saw like the American Zoetrope thing show up. I was like, "Oh, that right. Francis Ford Coppola had anything to do with this?" So based on, I, I watched an interview with Burton. Mm -hmm. He said he had no idea Francis Ford Coppola was involved <laughs> until he was sent a copy of the trailer to look at the editing on it. <laughs> And then Coppola's name is at the beginning. Uh, he's like, wait, who's that guy? I didn't even meet yeah. him. Yeah, that's that's like super uber famous. That's when you're like doing like you're so big that, you know, you're, you're funding projects you don't even know exist. So you're just collecting checks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for him. And making wine. That's his big thing. Rob, how many uh, how many Oscars did Sleepy Hollow win? It won Oscars? That's shocking how to many? me. How many? <laughs> Probably, all right. So just based on that, I would have to say at least one. So I'm going one. <laughs> Did it make one? It won, it won one, oh. and it was nominated for three. For what? <laughs> no offense oh, to the movie. Uh, it won for best art direction. Oh, fair. 
And it was nominated for all like some technical stuff. Okay. Obviously, nothing, no acting, nope. no directing. Tim Burton has yet to be direct, nominated for a, a, an Oscar. I can't imagine he will will ever be. No, not anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he deserves to be, to be quite honest. Well, I again, I'll, I'll harp back to, um, well, and also, I, I would harp back to Big Fish. I think that's his kind of best kind of put together movie. But sure. um, Edward Scissorhands certainly, you know, deserves a, a second look for the people that are, you know, if we're really kind of looking at direction and doing new things with direction and kind of pushing direction, why yeah. not? He, he developed his own style of movies that is our signature him. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, he almost created his own genre. I get that. I, I would say Ed Wood is probably. Sure. I would think is the best, but again, in '94 when Ed Wood came out, you're talking about like yeah. heavy, heavy hitters that year. He's got no shot, no, no. shot, no, no, no. Um, you want to talk about the the crazy, crazy supporting cast that's in this movie <laughs> before we get into the <laughs> the super super the cast? Yeah, let's do it. I love this cast. Okay, so you, you have Michael Gambon, right? Yep. Who Dumbledore for anybody who doesn't know? Sure. Jeffrey Jones is who is you know kind of a, a staple of Tim Burton movies. Maybe had a little bit of a, uh, not a great later part of his career because of some personal things, he, but... He did some icky stuff. He allegedly Alleged. did some icky stuff. <laughs> um, Richard Griffiths, who has passed away, but who's been in a ton of stuff. He was also in Potter. Sure. Um, your guy. My guy. Ian McDermott. Oh, you betcha. Emperor Palpatine. I, I don't know... Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. I don't know that anybody would really... What else would you know him from? Absolutely nothing because this it's this it's these two right yeah this came out before or just as Phantom Menace came out so nobody came, knew who that guy was yeah it came out I believe this came out in November October or November of the same year so so uh, Force or a Phantom Menace had come out in May so yep. it came out you know a handful of months before oh there you go yeah the only other yeah. thing he was in was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels yeah but no one's gonna no I didn't even remember that. that yeah no all right your other guy Michael Goff. Love Michael Goff, Alfred from R. Batman. R. Yeah, that's too bad. Super nice guy. That was his last performance. He came out of retirement for this movie. Yep, yep. Christopher Lee. I mean, yeah. It's fucking Christopher Lee. Yeah. An- another Sith Lord is in there. There you go. That's two another Sith Lord. And this is before Attack of the Clones or Lord of the Rings. Sure. So, uh, Martin Landau. Martin Landau. That's you right. Know, like fresh off his Academy Award, you know, a handful of years before for Ed Wood. <laughs> In it for almost and three then, minutes. Yeah, and not credited, by the way. Right. And then Miranda Richardson, who, again, you know, has been in a ton of stuff, also from Potter. Oh, yeah. So I think she's, she's besides Christina Ricci, is probably the main, you know, female actor in the movie that's that's a known name. Sure. But you forgot, you forgot one. You forgot one. Ray Park. Ray Park. <laughs> Playing the uh, headless horseman. Un- also uncredited. <laughs> that's too bad. Our and third if you support. really... I mean, I didn't even say Christopher Walken yet. Yeah, that's uh, Christopher Walken. Can we really even say Christopher Walken is in this movie? <laughs> I like Christopher Walken in this movie because I was like, holy fuck, why is Christopher Walken playing the Hessian? And he's kind of, I got to imagine that's not him doing any of that shit, right? No, they hired, they got him for like a day and that's what he did all the screaming scenes. <laughs> you have no, look, you have no dialogue. Nope. You're going to yell a lot and you're going to have sharp teeth. Yep. Perfect. And you're going to tongue kiss Miranda Richardson at the end. <laughs> and chew off her bottom lip while you're at it. Ugh. All right. Mm, That's gross. a ridiculous... I, I, it's hard for me to, to find a more like distinguished group of British actors in one film. I mean, short of like a Harry Potter movie. 
Harry Potter, though, they're in multiple films usually, meaning they're in the series, but it, like in one movie, they're not all usually stacked up in that one movie. Oh, gotcha. Sure. Now this was because I mean this is heavy this is nine people that are like, I mean obviously like half of them have passed away since, but at the time this is like nine people who are legendary British actors. Right, but where were they at that time? Like what what kind of work were these guys doing at that time? We're, we're you know these aren't guys that were great, like super busy. No, great question. Yeah. I mean we can go through it. Who who at that time had a a thriving career still? I think right? th- so. You're talking about Mike Michael Gambon. You know, character actor at that point sure. is is obviously most well known for Dumbledore. Yep. Jeffrey Jones again, character actor, not not really anything in anything at that point, but just in Richard lots Griffiths. of stuff. That's the thing with Jeffrey He's Jones; in, He's just in everything. Ton of stuff. Yeah. Richard Griffiths again, character actor. All of these guys are character actors, yeah. with the exception of Christopher Lee, who is probably cumulatively like the biggest one of this whole group maybe yeah and that was the one that if anything he was the bigger name and he was the also the one that w- really wasn't working in those days he was just no. kind of like you know hey let's throw if they didn't have peter cushing let's do christopher lee yeah and obviously walken is the biggest of all of them i think most well known sure but martin landau just off an academy award yeah. he had just done um the x-files movie um, what 95 96 sure. he was in that so yeah th- None of them are, you know, at the peak of their working. No. And I think the person who went on to probably have the biggest career after is probably Gambon because of Potter. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he's in a little movie that I absolutely love called Open Range, which nobody likes. And you hate Westerns, so you probably have never seen it. <laughs> a British guy in a Western. That's just ridiculous. No, I have not seen it. He plays a Scottish guy in a Western. Oh. So. <laughs> totally but your fine. guy Diego Luna is in it. Oh. You know, you're fucking... Caspian. That's right. He's getting his own uh, series. Can't wait to see it. I was watching that shit today. There was like a little Star Wars all over the place today. I think they're just kind of throwing them on and see what sticks lately. You see that uh, the Mandalorian's not coming all, all the episodes aren't coming out all at once. <sighs> oh, right. It's going to be like a weekly kind of slow Yeah, they're release. doing the first two, I think the first two, the day of, and then everything else every week. Bastards. That's right. I got to get you for a couple months. That's fine. I can live with that. I don't need to sit and down and uh, watch it because I'm like, I'm watching Watchmen right now, which is like off the hook. That show is fantastic and is coming, you know, I'm sure we'll talk of this like in a different pod, but that show is freaking amazing so far. And so, um, I'm doing once a week on that. I definitely want to talk about that at some pod. This is not the pod for that, but sure. let me ask you one question. Sure. What is that show about? <laughs> right now? I can't tell you without giving anything away. All right. That's the trick. Fair enough. That's yeah. Everybody who says they love it because I have not watched it, yeah. nobody can tell me like what the show is about. I could give you the whole synopsis, but it's going to give every like based on the trailers, you really don't have a clue. But once you're like in yep. it, then you're like there's a lot of stuff kind of developing. But it would totally so out of like the five people who have watched it, that told me you're the only one who's then said that because oh. everybody else is like I, I got no fucking clue yet what's going on. <laughs> it's like revisionist history. I know that sure. Like Man in the High Castle, right? But that's all I know. Oh yeah. Uh, you gotta watch a couple episodes Bip. and we get it. Boop. Boop. <laughs> That's my favorite rob response. Boop. Boop. Okay. Is this Tim Burton's best movie? No. This is For you it's Big Fish. S- yeah, still for me it's still Big Fish. This is like a Tim Burton signature movie, but it's not his best movie. Interesting. Is this Johnny Depp's best movie? <sighs> This is, you know, as I was kind of like really kind of dialing this one in, in my like humble opinion, 
this is the closest to Johnny Depp almost kind of being like Johnny Depp that I think we've kind of gotten in a very long time. Because every time you think Johnny mm. Depp now, he's always like some sort of like eccentric, just like crazy thing. Whereas this, yep. he's kind of like he's playing with the accent. And he just really has like quirks and stuff. But for the sure. most part, he's almost like acting normal. So this is his like most normal performance. How's that? Okay. Unless you is. Uh, I think I don't think this is his best movie, but I think um, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to say what what is closest to him as like a person because I don't know if anybody really knows that. I know Blow, obviously, he's not doing an accent; he's just kind of a normal guy, right. I guess. It's hard to say, man. Yeah, um, just, just give me your so, normal. But the, I, I know that this isn't his best movie. It might be one of the movies I watched the most of his, though. Mm. Then my last question yeah. before we get into the categories: <laughs> Is this the best Burton Depp collaboration? Uh, so the three I have written down. Yep. Ed, Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Edward. Yep. Sweeney Todd. Oh. Yeah. No. I no. I mean Sweeney Todd. Like Heidi likes Sweeney Todd. I just never. I think she's more of the musical kind of bit. But um, I'm gonna do Edward. Edward Scissorhands. Um, and maybe this comes in third. Okay. Yeah, this one would come in third. Sure. Sweeney Todd last. Sweeney Todd, like I just like it's it's fine, like it's okay. It's just not something that kind of pops up in my uh, my memory bank. I'd almost pull into like an Alice in Wonderland before I do a Sweeney Todd. You shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> also, like Murderers Row in Sweeney Todd, the amount of people that are in that is ridiculous. Sure, and you got your yeah. boy Rickman in that one. Got Rickman. Uh, there's like three or four people from Potter in that, but since you know you haven't finished watching it, we're not going to talk about. Nice, it. getting there. You're not trying. I'm You're not try- getting there. I, you know, I, I am trying to like avoid because again, for some reason, they're playing on TV quite a bit, and like I don't sit down for like long to watch TV, which like my mother, sure, my mother, um, my wife and kids will like <laughs> contest that I don't. It's funny. It's kind of puts you in the mindset where I'm at. Yeah. But um, I only kind of watch them at clips, so it's like, all right, well, it's on, but I don't want to watch it because I'm only going to be able to sit down and watch it for like 20 minutes. So, But I've been avoiding it yeah. in order to kind of sit down and do it. I'll do it, I promise. I'm not worried about oh, it. Oh, okay. You're the one who's missing out on it. I know. Uh, I mean, you could just wait at this point, and when they decide to reboot it, you can just watch those. <laughs> just go all in on that one. Because that's coming. Definitely. It's going to be an Amazon right. series. I would be perfectly fine if it was an Amazon or Netflix series. Nice. Take your time, kind of do what you got to do with it. Yeah, each season like each season is one book. I'm in. Yeah. And put it all in there. I'm in. Nice. All right. Here's the categories. Ready? Sure. Most watchable scene. <laughs> so, you have the titles for these are all mine. Again, as always, if you have anything you want to add, definitely do. Uh the title scroll slash arriving to sleepy hollow. Cool. So, Again, we had the conversation last podcast about how much I love scores. I think Danny Elfman's score in this movie is beautiful, and I think it is sinister and happy in moments. It's dark. It sets the tone for what this movie is, I think, perfectly. I agree. I think the score is better than the movie, as a matter of fact. Uh, I might be with you. So you have the score. You know, you have the cinematography, that open shot um, when Martin – or. So when I'm talking about title scroll, I'm talking about after Ichabod's already talked to Christopher Lee, he's been sent to Sleepy Hollow. So it's his journey to Sleepy Hollow and then arriving at the village. Right. Um, 
you get the look of the movie right off the bat from the way that the titles are presented, the font that they're using, the score, um, the color palette they're using, everything. So I think it sets it right there. And then you also get a little bit of his backstory. You get a little bit of Ichabod's backstory. Sure. Now, um, the only problem there is as they're sure. kind of going north in that scene, they sure. have the Hudson River to the right of the carriage. But okay. if he was going from Manhattan to Tarrytown, just saying, the river would be on the left. So that's a little bit of a, you know, just saying. I mean, have you written a letter? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Because they. what drives me nuts is that they repeat it. Because at the end of the movie and they show him coming back down, the river's on the wrong side <laughs> again. So all they had to do was like flop the shots and they would have been perfect. Yeah. But they didn't. But whatever. Well, as we mentioned, this movie not filmed in New York. Originally, it was going to be, right? Yeah. And they had some issues finding a place or getting permits. It's it, a couple it, different stories. There's, you know, there's like besides the like preserves up there, there's really not much space to kind of do what they needed. And they certainly weren't going to find a... Um, like a movie studio as big as like Leavesden and uh, what's the other one? Right. Whatever the heck know. the other one was. So they, they, yeah, they can't shoot in New York. Nobody can shoot in New York. Come on. So they tried though. Oh, they did. They scouted it. I get, yeah, found found places but just weren't able to make it work. So then they ended up filming it after Star Wars Yep. and Leavesden. Yep. Shepperton. $30 million dollars to build the... What's that? Shepperton was the other uh, studio that they were working on. There you go. There you go. $30 million to film... To build the, the city. Wow. Um, all right. Next next uh, scene is the story of the Hessian. So that's when everybody's in. When you when you get all of those, you get Jeffrey Jones, Richard Griffiths, Gambon. You get them all in that room for the first time. It's right when he arrives to the party, goes in there. It's almost the next scene after the yep. first one. Um, and he's such a skeptic, but the way he's interacting with that cast makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> what? F- Falls into the next scene, uh-huh. so the Jonathan Masbeth crime scene, right? That's the first time you see him in his, I guess, quirkiness a little bit. He's got all the weird tools. You can see he's skittish about dead bodies. Um, everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, is this the right guy that's that's here? Um, like that scene quite a bit. You have uh, Magistry Phillips' death. That's the first time you see uh, the Headless Horseman come out, cuts off Richard Griffith's head. Right. Rolls down in between. There's a little spin. Goes between his legs. There's a little spin. Yep. Nice. Yep. So that's the first time you see what the the full you know the full scale of the headless horseman. Mm-hmm. Horseman returns to Sleepy Hollow slash fights Brawn. Yeah. So that's when he comes back when they when they he comes out of the tree and rides into Sleepy Hollow. So I have a question about that scene. Brawn's such a douche. Yeah. Go ahead. Brawn's. We're gonna talk about Casper Van Dien. <laughs> He's fucking way out of his element. Yeah, in this he movie. is. Who did he know? Does the Headless Horseman kill the little boy? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's he does. The, Absolutely. For does. sure, right? 100%. I think they even like go into it to kind of... In a couple of interviews I was looking at with Tim Burton, is like, yes, he does. Like That was the whole thing. Is like, In a lot of movies, when this stuff happens, um, kids in that situation will always kind of like get away because that makes everybody feel good. But he's like, yeah, I didn't sure. want the kid to get away. So the kid totally got it, too. So that's actually, I think, one of the best filmed scenes one of the best set scenes yeah like set up the way it's um blocked like when he goes into the room and the mom is in there and then you have the mobile that's lit up so you see it across the the walls and it's you know spinning and it just keeps showing all the different shadows to the shot of you don't intentionally see it when he walks in but the headless horseman's got her husband's head yeah and the 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 camera (laughs) is steady but as he walks 
it's panned perfect to where the head, as it gets closer to the camera, is in focus and it walks by. And I think that's just a, a brilliant shot. And that's this movie is filled with shit like that. That's what kind of like kind yeah. of like makes you scratch your head a little bit of like this, I feel like there should be more to this, but those shots are amazing. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think that this is at his this is when he's at the his power yeah. the most. Like this is when Burton is at the best Burton. Mm. Personally, like when he's not necessarily again the movie per se, but his direction in the movie, the cinematography, the way it looks, the shots he's setting up. I think this is one of the best for him. Sure. Um, and then the last scene for me is the church scene. So is this the most violent scene in the whole movie? Oh, it's the most awesome scene in the whole movie when he shoots the fence into the guy's chest. Yeah. That shoots. <laughs> so he throws the fence to his chest. But also your guy McDermott, yeah. your guy fucking Palpatine, he gets bludgeoned to death with a fucking crucifix. Yeah, that's a little heavy, isn't it? That's a little much. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely uh, is heavy. By the principal from Ferris Bueller. There. I'll get it. It's heavy. Yeah, man. Like this... This is this was the only scene I I remember when I saw this in '99 being like holy fuck that is violent yeah well there yeah that's super and again it's because it's, and a it's church, graphic and it's graphic and it's bloody and it's like there's a lot of screaming and then you kind of think about it like wow that's that girl's father and she's just like you know whacked out in her head and then he gets his head chopped off that there's a lot of stuff going on in there yeah he gets he gets a post thrown through his chest in front of his daughter sits there for like. Five seconds and like Robert Shaw from fucking Jaws, like ah, <laughs> gets yanked out the window, grabs his net, pulled lights. into the fence, mm-hmm. and then his head cut off, Ouch. all in front of his daughter. Yeah, deserved it. It's an aggressive move. It's pretty aggressive. Calm down, Christopher Walken. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> They're in church. Well, yeah, like like easy. Right. Um, so those are the scenes, man. Do you want me to recap them for you real quick? I know we talked about a few other things. No, I'm going to throw some shit in there too. Hang on, because I got, yeah, I got a couple it. more to throw in there for you. So Perfect. I didn't want to put every scene from the fucking movie. No, 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 no. Because this, like, again, I, I struggled with this movie quite a bit for this stuff. So there's a couple of things on here. <laughs> so favorite scenes is literally any scene Christopher Walken is screaming in. So whenever you see okay. Christopher Walken on the horse going, Rah! like that is my favorite scene. Um, so can I ask you a question sure. real quick about that? I am I am an avid I love American history, mm. right? I think it's fascinating because without that, like, who are we, sure. right? And I I'm also always fascinated about how it's so painted, like we were always the 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 heroes, sure, and we didn't do anything wrong, which is obviously not right. They sent him in. The British sent him in, right, yep. to fight the colonials. Yes. Where the fuck? How they pulled him from six? Like where they pull him from? Fourteen hundred? <laughs> Like, you you put that dude on a boat, right? Yeah, <laughs> who had a room with him? <laughs> yeah, how who rooms with him? Where's he get that like fucking gear? Uh, nice. <laughs> He's straight out of Lord of the Rings. He was he was in Evil Dead too, and you know, <laughs> just like when Ash Seriously, pops right? into me, absolutely. And like, where... <laughs> not to correct you, but it's called oh. the Hessian instead of the Hessian. They right. always say the Hessian, but I know that Hessian. they pronounce it wrong. Yeah, what the hell? Right, but I'm I'm not German. Right. <laughs> that is a German word, correct? Uh-huh. Achtung, yes. And I just watched the movie and they call him the Hessian, but I understand I did see that it, they pronounce it wrong the whole movie. Sure. Hessian sounds better. Hessian does sound better. It's a Hessian. All right. It's like somebody sneezing. I just wanted to ask that question. Yeah. Where did he come from? Who did he room with? All right. He's sorry. amazing. Proceed. Um, the scene that um, they get to the Tree of Dead at the end of the Indian Trail and um, he starts cracking into it with the um, 
the axe Johnny Depp is and like the blood is kind of flying all over the place. Like that whole sequence, the look of that scene, I love all of that. Um, And then the um, we're doing the 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 Hessian, the Hessians flashbacks. (laughs) So anytime they were like actually doing this goes back to like any scene that Christopher Walken screaming in. But that that whole kind of bit that they're, you know, he falls off the horse. They're stalking him. Um, he runs into the two girls. He tells them to shush. He breaks the stick. Like that whole sequence, um, right. is pretty cool. I, you know, and it's it's good fun like sword play on that one too. So there's like a lot of shit happening on that one. Okay. So I'm going, I'm going there too. So you're in anything? Anything Walkins in? That's you. All in, hundred percent. Even when it's like you know computer generated Christopher Walken face. Like that's my scene. That's my jam. Am I able to lock you down on a favorite scene? Yes. Because this is the this is this is the constant Rob Leonard yes. <laughs> give twelve scenes, but none of them are your actual favorite. I'm gonna lock in on the 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 horseman attacks the family and like the the scene with the lantern. I, I'm gonna go that scene. That'll be my favorite scene. I, I'm absolutely with Thanks. you. It's like a ten minute scene and it's fantastic. Love it. And you could actually, I mean, it it, it is from that. Almost, it's a continuation of the of the scene. Well, it is a continuation of when he's the tree of the dead. When he's when Ichabod's, you know, pulling, busting out the uh, the tree, and he gets the heads come out. That's right after that scene. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the next category is standout performance. Yeah. Who are you gonna put in this? Right. There's fucking two people. I, I, really, there's just <laughs> Depp. Uh huh. So I, I would put Depp as Ichabod, but I put Christina Ricci in here just to have some. Variation. See, I would put Christina Ricci above Johnny Depp in this. Interesting. So I so, believe this is like yeah. her like breakout because before this she was just Wednesday Adams and she was the chick from Casper. Um, but what makes this movie so icky? There's a level of ick in this movie because she's Ooh, okay. 18 in this movie and Johnny Depp is 36. Oh, in real life. Yeah, at the time of like shooting. And well, to be fair, Depp Depp does not look thirty six. Yeah, fair. And but yeah, she looks yeah, older than eighteen. Is... But it's still ugh, I mean, there's there's a level of ick that's going on there. That's a little creepy. Yeah, but again, um, I think she's she's bringing a little something to it. I think when she's on the screen, I think she's captivating and interesting, and she's she's bringing the story along. She's got a well hashed out character. There's like a lot of stuff going with Christina Ricci's character. So in nineteen ninety nine. Everybody our age had a cr- had a crush on Christina Ricci. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like every everybody did. Every guy I knew, you did obviously. Yes. Like everybody. Oh yeah. All the way from you know, because obviously, like she's my age. Yep. So everything from like Wednesday Adams, all the way up to this. Yeah. And then followed like, this this up with um, the opposite of sex. With uh, which was never the, seen. Oh, it. it's this like weirdo indie movie that she's like practically <laughs> like the Lo- Long Island Lolita. It's like huh. there's it's a wacky movie. Lisa Kudrow's in that movie, but anyway, she's she, had a weird career. Oh, without a doubt, she's got some weird like, freaking movies. Yeah, she never really took off like she, I think she should have. Yeah, and I and I think it could. She's a little odd looking. Like she's a little she's a little different looking. Yeah, and that could have something to do with it. She took very like gothic roles to begin. So she might have been typecast as like, you know, the gothic girl. Well, I don't know. She fit into Wednesday Adams so perfectly, it was hard to kind of get her out of that. So she always had kind of yeah. like that moon phase and she was like kind of petite. Um 
but then you throw her in movies like that movie with Samuel L. Jackson. What the hell is that movie? Black Snake Mountain? Black Snake Mountain. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, you throw her in that <laughs> thing, and, you know, yeah. she's got a lot of versatility, that actress. She doesn't get the she love she She was great deserves. as Wednesday Adams. Though. Sure. Like, that's, she makes that movie good. Absolutely. She makes those, both of those movies really good. But. All right. Did you see who they, who the studios wanted to play Ichabod before Johnny Depp? Because apparently Depp was Burton's first choice, per usual. But did you see the the three actors the the studio wanted him to meet with? I remember Brad Pitt was on that list. Brad Pitt's on the list, and a very creepy. Speaking of creepy, Liam Neeson was on that list. Liam Neeson's on the list, and I cannot remember the third. The third is my absolute favorite. Is it Gary Oldman? Daniel Day Lewis, oh. <laughs> which there is not a chance in any universe that Daniel Day Lewis is like I'm going to be in this movie. Nope, he's a method actor. How's he? Gonna, what's he going to do? He gonna, he's going to go live as Ichabod Crane. Like what the fuck? He's going to live in the woods for a little while. Yeah, that's that wouldn't have worked. At, yeah, that would have been a little bit too intense with Daniel Day Lewis. I would love to see Liam Neeson <laughs> as Ichabod Crane. Because, again, you could probably visualize it because they would have shot this the same time they would shoot in episode one. So it would have been he that looks, guy. Yeah, and he has the weird gangly look of Ichabod Crane in the in the Disney movie. Sure. Big nose, big ears, tall and gangly. Like, that's him. But imagine if he was playing against Christina Ricci. Ugh. Ugh. It would be terrible. <laughs> that makes no, this movie is bad if he's this movie's bad if he's Ichabod. And it's not because of him. It's just it doesn't work. Yeah, it's poor casting. But originally, this was supposed to be like an action hero. He was supposed to be an action star. <laughs> like Ichabod was going to be. And then, you know, they, they cast Depp. And there's a quote from Burton and Depp where Burton says, like, I'm not an action director. Right. Depp is not an action star. So this is not going to be an action movie. <laughs> he is an action star. He was a nick of time. <laughs> <laughs> With walking in that, too. That's right. right. There's a deep cut right there. Um. So Depp, did you read that he based his performance on Angela Lansbury's performance on, in a Death on Death on the Nile? So weird, so <laughs> weird. And there was some Peter Cushing in there too. And there was one more that it was like, oh shit, he does kind of act like him a little bit. Um, I enjoy the hell out of his performance. I know it's weird and it's it's eccentric, but like, I like his little his little ticks where he's afraid of everything, and you know he pushes the little boy in front of him, <laughs> like when they go to see the witch. Like I think that's an interesting choice. It is, and like, and the, I mean, the accent is all things being considered, the accent is is pretty good through the whole thing. But I like when it's he's consistent. like he he's got that kind of teacher announcement voice. So like, whenever he's kind of sure. like telling people what the like the lowdown is, he does have that little like mash mucks blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, like one of my favorite parts is when he's talking to Ian McDermott and he's like, did you move the body? And he's like, yeah, and he's like, you must never move the body. <laughs> and he's like, why? And he's like, just because. Just because. Like, I don't have a reason, but you're just not supposed to do it. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, let me put baking right. powder on his neck. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> There's that. a chemical reaction. No, there were It shows a sharp thrust, <laughs> downward thrust. Like, what? And how many times he did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worst performance in the movie. There's only one person. There's only one person. There's only one person. Who's the one person? Casper Van Dien. Oh. Johnny Rico. And Johnny Rico. Who the hell casted him in this? He's got to like, he's probably a Francis Ford Coppola like nephew or something. He's trying, right? I mean. Just God bless his soul. Johnny Rico, Casper Van Dien is trying. There's just not a lot there. 
Now, granted, his character, not a lot there. No, but in the book, he's like the, the one of the main characters. But in this thing, he's just like a schmuck. Throws a good pumpkin, though. <laughs> and that hair, man. Like, there's certain movies with, like, wigs. Like, they throw a wig on somebody. Yep. It just doesn't work. Like, this is the perfect example. It looks like they threw a mop on his head. There's a couple times with Depp in this movie, and I've never realized it till this, till I just watched it today for the pod. His wig a couple times, I'm like, it's really, like, quaffed looking. It's, like, too <laughs> perfect. Where other times you're like, all right, it looks like he hasn't washed his hair in, uh, you know, handful of days. And I don't even know if that's his wig. I'm assuming that's his real hair. I think that's his real hair. I think they, like, it was, like, a tease comb and, like, a can of Breck hairspray. And he just, like, teased that sucker up like Louise Leonard in 1987. But that's, you know, if you're curious <laughs> what my mom's hair looked like, it looked like that. He's got a real, like, Steve from Stranger Things vibe. Sure. Steve had way better hair. Steve Harrington. Way better hair. Yeah, great hair. <laughs> All right. The Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. I don't think anybody particular. I mean, okay, let me take that back. I think everybody has a, a, a bit of overacting sure. in this movie because, like, that's what you're supposed to do. But specifically, I think Miranda Richardson, after you find out that she's the villain, yeah. she's the, the main uh, uh, antagonist the whole time. Yeah. Antagonist? Protagonist? Antagonist. Antagonist. Um. She dials it up. Like, there's no nuance. She's like, you know, evil witch. She might as well have a mole and, like, a big hat. <laughs> no, and she yeah. – <clears throat> I don't particularly like her in this movie. I don't particularly like okay. her in any of the movies that I kind of see her, to be totally honest. But she's – you know, it's just – it's a, like a, it's a little bit much. Sure. But if I'm going to give the overacting award, I'm going to give it to um, Johnny Depp's father in the movie. As he's oh, like that fucking yelling at Lisa Marie for being a freaking cretin. That son of a bitch. Yeah, that's Jesus. That, that they should have had him play the headless horseman. That guy is pretty intense. <laughs> Just that scowl. <laughs> and you know, we're gonna get to Lisa Marie in a minute because I can't do this podcast without spending like five minutes talking about her. <laughs> so we're gonna get to it. I'm just gonna try to dial back like my my love for Lisa Marie a little bit. Okay. So I don't want to get to that point. Uh but I'm with you. The dad is is a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Without ever having a line, a lot. Oh yeah, and that and they. What's his deal? Uh, he's just angry. Let's he's, just talk about it. What's he's his like deal? he's he's a te- uh, te- televangelist of like the 1700s. He's but you know what his like whole like that that palette that they use for like the church and his house and like the yard yeah. and all that stuff. That stuff was like great. It was like visually really good. But yeah. um, they, the guy, they just got it was a little bit too intense. It's like they pulled him out of, like, the freaking asylum for a day, put a cape on him, and was like, all right, yell at Lisa Marie. Well, I was going to ask you, too, like, okay, looking at this movie, how does that guy pull his how, – how does Ichabod's dad pull Ichabod's mom? Like, how, how's that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, she was from Canada, and she was trying to marry into the country. <laughs> she just green card. That's right. That's it. That's totally all it was. Because Lisa Marie is a smoke show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's definitely Better like yet. a marriage of convenience. How does Tim Burton pull Lisa Marie? Oh, Lord knows. You got better sense on that one than I do. I couldn't figure that one out at all. He looks like a Q-tip. <laughs> Ultra-talented, though. Ultra-talented Ultra talented Q-tip, but still. Ultra-talented Q- Q-tip. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how he wow. pulled that one off. But she's also like, she, that's the only movie she's in are Tim Burton movies, no? No, she's been in stuff later in her career, but like she's been in Rob Zombie movies, stuff like that. Know. But no, 
predominantly Lisa Marie has only been in Tim Burton movies. And then in Planet of the Apes, where then he was with her and then met his future wife, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, that's Awkward. Right. A little awkward. A little awkward. And then there's like photos of them t- like posing together at the premiere. Whoops. Super awkward. So- <laughs> All right. Who who did the most of the least? Ah. This is a this is a this is a thick I think this is you can put any of the guys we talked about earlier, any of the supporting actors in there. Yep, well, sure. But I I have three people. Your guy, Ray Park. Yep. Uncredited. Deserves right. it. Well, deserves For to me, be credited. For me, I got Le- I got Lisa Marie sure. as Ichabod's mom because as we just said, <laughs> and Michael Gambon as Baltus Van Tassel. Love it. Yeah. I however I'm say Oh, go ahead. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. I, lo- I love the write-ins. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for uh, the kid that played um, young Masbeth. Okay. Because I don't think he gets enough credit. He was pretty good. Like, he <laughs> carries, like, the C-3PO role pretty well as far as this, like, the kid that's kind of just, like, holding stuff. So I like that okay. kid. Um, but Would I- you say that maybe Anthony Daniels missed his opportunity to be in this movie <laughs> and this kid took his role? He could have played a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the one I'm going to go for is, uh, what's his face? Michael Goff as the, uh, the notary. Okay. Because he's got a With good his- level of creep on, like, there's a couple of scenes that he's just like a little bit too, too much, but I think when yeah. he's usually kind of sitting in the chair, looking at you sideways, um, I think he's pulling that one off pretty good. So I'm going to give it to Michael Goff or the kid who played John Smith. When he's sitting there... <laughs> And you see his silhouette with the good eye. And then he says, seeing is believing. Mm. And he turns and he's got the fucked up eye. It's too much, man. It's too much. That's what I would totally do if I had one screwed up eye. Just so like even and people at like Walmart. Just like, hey, are those cookies? He, he, I don't know. Seeing is believing. <laughs> Look at my fucked up eye. He has... He leads you to believe that he's encountered the Headless Horseman, but then they never touch on that any any other time. Nope. Nope, no, no. Never, never, never. And then he hangs himself, no. like, off scene. Allegedly. Allegedly. I always thought that maybe somebody else hung him. Yeah. We don't even get to look. We don't get to see. It was just kind of like, it was like Admiral Akbar. It was, oh, by the way, he's dead. Don't worry about I it. I think it was like, look, you have Michael Goff for 18 hours. <laughs> film, your, film your three scenes. Right. <laughs> We're not even going to give him a shave. Just throw him in. And we're going to put him in the worst wig of the whole... He had a fucking, like, Joe Dirt 12-inch mullet. But it's like a gray hair 12-inch mullet, which made it so good. And hasn't been washed. Yeah. We should be so lucky to have that guy's hair. Are you kidding? I got none of that. I, got, I don't have a fucked up eye either. No. Okay. I'm going with Ray Park because as a Star Wars fan, you, you have Darth Maul, which was... I, I still would say... Just one of the most like iconic for me personally. Just most iconic, like visually awesome characters I'd ever seen. Sure. Up until that point, especially. Even no matter how you feel about that movie, he was awesome. Yep. You were just like, who's this fucking guy? And then he goes from that into this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just when he's not Christopher Walken, right? Like when he's actually fighting, it's pretty cool. It's too bad because he he, he Darth Maul, so you get Darth Maul like iconic. And then you get yeah. this, which is, like, pretty cool. Because the way he moves, you're like, hey, that dude moves like, you know, Darth Maul. Yeah. So you're kind of, like, figuring that out. And then they give him a Toad from X-Men. Yeah, <clears throat> the worst. Which is, like, he's not fantastic in that. And then they throw him in that um, movie with Antonio Bar- uh, Banderas. Um, what the heck is it? He plays, like, a spy. And, like, he's one of the guys that, like, 
is on the same team. Shit, I can't even think of the damn whatever. So yeah, the poor guy it, like started Stallone? high and it's kind of working low. Yeah. Poor. Yeah, it's not good. No. It's not good. Ray Park. Ray Park's a big uh, you know, we talk about him quite a bit on this thing. He gets maybe we can get him on sometime. <laughs> He's a super nice guy. You should work on that. Yeah, I'm all over. But uh, like I said, Ray Park did the most of the least, but I mean, who did the most for me in my adolescence? Lisa Marie. Ah, all right. Just saying. So, so tee it up. What, what, what is the Lisa Marie fantasies here? Well, easy. I'm oh, definitely sorry. not teeing any of all that right. up. Um, but Lisa Marie. I mean, I had like I had three, like very strong crushes as as a child going into my teens, and it was Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Hmm. Um, it was Lisa Marie, and it was a model named Kelly Monaco. Those are the three. Kelly Monaco. And that was like. Who the hell is Kelly Monaco? Uh, she's on like General Hospital now. Oh. Anyways. But we're thinking. Those were the three, man. 1990s Kelly Monaco, not current Kelly Monaco. Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> I'm fine with you. Yeah, you might want to easy what you Google, though. Like, I don't know if you're on something that, you know, somebody would uh, check the history. <laughs> <laughs> on Kelly Monaco? Okay, I'll, I'll save that yeah, one easy. for later then. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Next, uh, next category. But wait, I'm not done with Lisa Marie. Have you met Lisa Marie? Oh, yeah, man. You know I met Lisa I'd, Marie. I'm just at the teeing Hollywood you up. The Collector just... Show like two years ago. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know this was. I was trying we to going like, into a bit. Yeah, I was like trying to kind of build you into it so you give us a little information on Lisa Marie because, like, what do I know? Lisa, Lisa Marie was incredibly nice, incredibly socially awkward, oh. very weird, um, but she couldn't have been nicer. What made it weird? She's just awkward. Like she is very eccentric and just, I, I mean, just really, really socially awkward. It wasn't weird. Like it didn't make me feel weird. She was just, like, just weird. I don't. I really don't know how to the explain. The way she just, moved, just her mannerisms, oh. her her mannerisms, <laughs> just very eccentric. She had like her little Chihuahua dog with her. Oh. Like it was just, it was, it was all kind of weird. Did man. she have on like weird big sunglasses and like a bouffant no, hat? She had, she had big eyeglasses. Ah. No bouffant hat. No. But then in like the photo with her, she like stares like like she's trying to stare through the sole of my camera. <laughs> <laughs> so. Gotcha. But it didn't matter because it was Lisa Marie That's and it. I turned into like a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> Did you giggle? Uh, I might have giggled after, yeah. Nice. I don't remember. For you. <laughs> All right. Does this still hold up? Uh. So I have two things that I have a problem with in this movie. And I know uh, it sounds like you're going to have more than two. Sure. Special effects, not the practical effects. Yeah. The practical effects, I think, still look amazing. The special effects. Specifically, there's two scenes. One where he throws the pumpkin, Braun throws the pumpkin, and it hits Johnny Depp. Yep. And you can tell that it's 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 digital and it looks like it's on a wire somehow at the same time. Sure. <laughs> so I don't know if they had like a tracking, something they actually did and they, they digitalized it. I have a feeling it was that dude's first day. It might have been. Yeah. And then the witch transformation, when the things come out of her face and she, she's on top of Johnny Depp, it looks fucking awful. You can actually see, as she pulls her head back, you can actually see like the black mask under the rubber mask, which was kind of funny yep. too. I have a hard time with 1999 special effects. Yeah. And I think it all stems from Phantom Menace. Yeah. But throw this in there too. You know, and throw I think the only- the mummy in there. Throw which one in there? The mummy. Oh, the, the mummy. mummy. This. Christ. Phantom Menace. 
the the scenes that the like horse is like jumping out of the tree always kind of stand out to me because it's just kind of like a weird sequencing. It's like kind of small, sure. but then humongous. So like, yeah, yeah I'll back that one up there. The um, my biggest gripe with this movie, oh, I wasn't done. Oh, I thought I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got one other. Go ahead. Simultaneously, yeah, I have in what holds up the best and what what doesn't hold up and what does is Johnny Depp. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Because now you think of Johnny Depp and you think of all the stuff he's accused of doing. Oh. And you think of Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp at one point was my favorite actor pre Pirates Caribbean. And now, like, I laugh at people who like Johnny Depp (laughs) because he's not a good actor anymore. The stuff isn't good. He appears to be mailing it in. He he seems to be going through a little bit of maybe like a, you know, a midlife, he's well past midlife, but midlife crisis. I don't know. Was he in so just, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Oh, okay. For some reason. He was in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. No, I thought, yeah. That's <laughs> the Robert right. Rodriguez movie. <laughs> Good enough movie. Um, not fantastic. Not great. Yeah. Uh, so those are my two things. Rob, what do you have? My biggest gripe with this movie, and every time I watch it, it's the same one, is um, the complexity of the actual plot. So, like, here's a good movie if you want to talk about, like, what is the movie about besides, like, the Headless Horseman. Once you start getting into, like, why he's killing people and, like, what the motivation of, like, all these deaths are, you're like, what the hell is happening? So even, like, I was almost starting to take notes today. So I'm like, what? I Who? What? Why are they? And it's everyone gets killed because, uh, uh, what's her face? Richardson wants, like, more land. And, like, that's it. Well, she wants the land that was supposedly going to be given to her because she her father worked for the gentleman who owned the land. Right. And then he dies, and it's given to Michael Gambon's family, who then pushes them out and makes her homeless. But the way, the means to her getting, like, you already have the land. You're married to Michael Gambon. Right. Check. You check that You box. don't have to kill everybody. Right. You don't have to kill everybody. <laughs> she wanted it all for herself. But they don't even, like, sympathize with, like... Like, they say, all right, well, her and her sister are, like, living just by themselves as little kids. But it's just more on, like, you know, they just say it. But there's no visual <laughs> kind of, like, why we sympathize with her or why it even, like, makes any sense. Anyway, it, that, that whole thing. And there's, like, four or five scenes that they explain the same damn thing to you. And I'm still like, what? All right. So, yeah, that's yeah, my I, biggest gripe. For the me, the movie works the best is when you have that group of supporting actors. You have the notary, the minister the uh, magistrate, like you have that group of men and they're with Depp, that's when the movie works the best. It's how they're playing off of each other. You throw Ricci in there. Like that all works really well. And then when you start to do other things, you start to deviate from that. That's when this, you know, like you said, the story, you're like, what? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to watch people get their fucking heads cut off. (laughs) Just enjoy the dialogue. Because that scene when he first gets there and they're all in the same room, because at that point, Johnny Depp looks relatively normal um, the sure. supporting cast really do have very distinguished kind of features to all of them. So it's funny. Yeah. They do quite, they almost look like cartoon characters versus him. So like, that's fun stuff. Sure. But then you get like, yeah. you know, the, the fight at the windmill and then it explodes. And then it's like, I guess we're watching an action movie. That's why the fight at the windmill does not make what my favorite scenes are. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. But you know, shit, I looked it up and it's like, what? So I'm watching it today and I'm like, the freaking windmill exploded? What exploded? But it turns out, I don't know if you know this, but Ooh, I don't. windmills actually 
explode quite often because flour is flammable. And so if there's a Mm. fire within a windmill and there's flour just kind of like floating in the air, if the fire hits the flour floating, it actually causes these explosions. So that shit used to happen all the time. What kind of flour are we talking about? I just regular old working man's flour. So it says right here, it would be due to a dust explosion, which is when a fine powder suspended in the air like flour is ignited in the U.S. alone. There have been nearly 100 people killed as the result of dust explosions in flour mills. Rob, I'm so happy you're on this podcast. Jesus Christ. Who would find that stuff? Who else has given me me windmill... Cause like deaths caused by windmills. I don't know. Like who else is giving that Come to on. me? Come on, Jared, step up the game, buddy. Figure it out. Are we talking a hundred all time? Like when did they? <laughs> when did they start keeping track? Of I that? have no idea. But as of this morning, <laughs> it's been one hundred. <laughs> Fuck. Just saying. That's scary. Yeah, it is. Don't have a windmill. No, no, that just makes it so horrifying. I've been in windmills before. I'm never going again. Hey, what's the what's the point of a windmill? What the fuck does a windmill do? It crushes grain, so it's just like you oh know, yeah. So like, as the windmill goes, it like turns the little cranks and then just crushes the grain. And that's why there would be dust. There you go. I had no idea, man. I thought a windmill was just like a decorative piece. Nice. Nope. It has a uh, it is a functional item. How about that shit? Hmm. And I just talked about how much I like American history, and I don't know what the function of See, a windmill that's is. Guy, that should be your next thing, is you're going to look up windmills when we're all done tonight. <laughs> i got to find a book on windmills. Stat. i got to fact check you. I can't. You're just throwing out stats. I'm telling you, I this mean, is what I'm reading. Okay. 100 people. That's scary. Yeah. All right. This still holds up. So this is what works in the movie still today. Yeah. Windmills exploding. The practical exploding. effects. Yes. Windmills exploding. <laughs> holds up. 100 people. God rest your soul. <laughs> practical effects. Yep. Uh, the the people getting beheaded still look good. Oh, they look great. They really do. Like and the and the the, the silicone heads look great. Look great. The head again when he's holding the head, uh, when when the headless horseman is walking into the the little ginger kid's room. Yep. He's got the head. The dad's head looks great. Yeah. Yes. That's and I know I I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just said that uh, Depp doesn't hold up, but I have him in this still holds up because his performance. Like that's what I remember Johnny Depp looking like. Like that's Johnny Depp. Right in my head, that's what I always remember. And then I see him now, and I'm like, like it looks like he fucked a vampire. Yeah, he's a caricature. But what's weird is if you watch him interviewed during this movie, super weird. And like in the movie itself, he's actually acting like a normal person that has like quirks. But he was still a freaking weirdo at the. I mean, and let her, let people be weirdos. It's totally fine. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But um, he's just he seems to be like a real odd guy. And as he's getting more older and more eccentric, he's just like, uh, so he's getting lost in Johnny I, Depp world. Well, I think, again, Johnny Depp hit a spot in that n- like few people ever hit where he was like the most famous person on the planet. Sure. And I can't imagine what that does to you. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. So you take a guy who's maybe a little, a bit of a recluse already, appears to have a little bit of, you know, social anxiety maybe, just you know, a bit of an introvert, and then you make him that famous? Yeah. Dude, I don't know what the, like, who yeah. knows what that does to You're anybody? You're spending billions upon billions of dollars on, like, nothing, and who did he make? Yeah. Oh, besides, um, Amanda Heard was the one he was that the, being accused of, you know, yeah. doing the bad yeah. stuff too. Yeah, but then he had a long relationship with like Winona Ryder. Oh, that's the one. He I had can't a. Remember. He was married to, or at least with for a while, uh, an, a French actress and model named Vanessa Pardot, I believe, who he has kids with. Ooh. Who now his his daughter wants to be an actress as well. I don't know. <laughs> she was in uh, Yoga Hosers. 
She exactly. <laughs> With uh, Kevin Smith's yeah daughter Harley Harley Quinn. Quinn. Fun. All right. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? Shit, Gary? Yes. Gary? Gary? Gary Oldman was in it. Gary. And if so, who would he play? This is the easiest answer ever. Yep. Yes, it would be. Yep. He could be any of these characters. Yeah. But I want to see him as Baltus Fantasso. I want to see Michael Gambon taken out, and I want to see Gary Oldman put in. I want to see him as Ichabod Crane. Why do you want to see him as that? I don't think he would be exploring enough as Fantasso. Would you want to see him as the Hessian? Oh, he'd be fucking awesome as the. I don't think you could top Christopher Walken, but he'd be a pretty close second. This movie was made for him. You can't top Christopher Walken because you don't believe that that shit like that could actually happen. <laughs> Gary Oldman looks like he would murder you. Every movie yes. he's in, he murders people. Yes. He didn't murder anybody in, in Dark in the prof- <laughs> That's true. In the professional, he's creepy as fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's that whole neck True thing. romance, creepy. <laughs> Uh, I forget he's in that movie. That's so good. Yeah, man, Dexter Spivey. That's right, man. It's White Boy Day. Aw, love it. <laughs> all right, most memorable line. That this unless is... you have anybody. No, I'm like I'm say? all in on the other stuff. I'm with you on everything else, but this 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 is the one I've been like looking forward to the most because this has like been the toughest one for me because it's just Not a so lot wonky. Lines. Not a lot of lines. Okay, so so I got I only have four. Okay. What do you got? Their heads were not found severed. Their heads were not found at all. Yep. I think the way that Jeffrey Jones like throws that out there, it's right up there with seeing is believing. Yep. <laughs> seeing is believing. <laughs> uh, Miranda Richardson, when she simply just says, watch your head. Yep, yep. When, the, when she sends the headless horseman. That was ad-libbed. Yep. I saw that too. Yeah. And then the, the, other, the other line that she delivers, the horseman comes and he comes for you tonight. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good... Sorry. I understand. I understand why you're giggling. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then villainy wears many masks, none so dangerous no none so dangerous as virtue. Yeah. Great line. Those are it. That's yeah. it. The, That's all. I it this is a tough because there's like so like they're good well written lines, but there's no yeah. memorable like lines that kind of stick out. I think you nailed the, the most, ones that were. The most memorable line is on the poster, and it says "heads will roll." Yeah, and they, don't even and they say never it. say that in the movie, but it's on the poster. Well, I'll give you what I got written down for quotes. My first <laughs> one is "ah" by Christopher Walken. <laughs> My second one is "ah" by Christopher Walken. No, I'm okay. Um, why are you in my I think room? I like, <laughs> I like the first one. Ah, by Christopher Walken. Um, he walks in, and she, um, Christina Ricci's in his bedroom. And he's like, why yeah. are you in my room? And she's like, Bec- uh, because it is yours. Because I always thought that was a great line. So, Yeah, but that's right when he thinks her father's the fucking killer. I know. It doesn't make it a bad line, though. So <laughs> um, young Masbeth says, uh, you are bewitched by reason. And he comes back with, I am beaten down by it. I like that one. I thought that was pretty. That was a good exchange uh, with my a, boy, young Masbeth. That's a real teacher vibe. That's true. Um, but the other one is a throwaway line in the beginning and I even tried looking this thing up. You can't even find it anywhere. It's when okay. they first bring in the body that they found in the river. And he's like, hey, I want to do an autopsy on it. And the one cop's like, when you find them in the river, they've drowned. And I thought that was yeah. like a funny line. But that's like the only funny line in the damn movie. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to get to that guy. I got he's, – he's coming in the next category. That fucking guy with the crazy eyebrows <laughs> who's just like – what did this – they got the guy – the two cops have the guy and they're like, what happened to him? 
And they're like, nothing. He was drunk or something he like fell that. Down. And he's like beaten to death. <laughs> like they fucking beat him up. Just throw him they in throw the him pit. in the hole. <laughs> fucking pit of despair. Uh, the guy with the eyebrows. He looked like Black Adder. That's right. He's Dude. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna say my favorite line is ah yep. <laughs> uh, my favorite line is their heads were not found severed. Their heads were not found at all. I agree. I just for whatever reason Jeremy Jones like kills. He's like I'm gonna deliver this line. I'm gonna deliver the fuck out of this one line. <laughs> Got it. And that's it. They'll totally he, forget he about everything said, I did. After yeah, after he delivered the line, he might have said, "Got it. Got him. Got him." Because it was just the best. He did one of these. Yes. Yeah, he looked at Michael Goff, and Michael Goff was like passed out. <laughs> fucking high five, Dean McDermott. <laughs> uh, the Samwise Gamgee Award for biggest wet blanket. <laughs> I got two people. God. Ichabod's dad. You can't have fun with that yeah, guy around. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy's not. He'll fucking out. murder you for drawing pictures. <laughs> and then young Masbeth, uh, your boy. Oh, yeah, he is the yeah. Dude, Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci are continuously trying to fuck in this movie. Yeah. And he's like, nah, nah. not happening. Nah. She's half your age, Johnny. You can't. Oh. Yeah, he's closer to his, she's closer to his age. Yeah. Oh. I got to go with Ichabod's dad, though. He'll fucking kill you for drawing pictures. I mean, at this point, he is really the, the heaviest of the wet blanket because it's just she's trying to like float outside and do spins with her kid, and you're going to put her in an Iron Maiden? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, what's up with his fucking... Do you want to talk about his little torture chamber? <laughs> the ch- and that's the other... like I, they, they always harp back to like the scars on Johnny Depp's hand. And like, we kind of get that that's you know, what's happening there. But like they beat that hand scar thing to death. It even starts bleeding at one point. They beat the hand thing to death. <laughs> and it starts bleeding at one point, which is so super weird. What does? His hands. Oh, his hand. I don't know what we're talking about. Hit the scars talking about beating hands, the little dots. to death, then it's hands. bleeding. I, Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just um. some rambling nonsense. Yeah, man. He has to have PTSD, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that the reason they're bringing that up is just to kind of talk about why he's such a little bitch in the movie. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, because you got to imagine this, this guy was being, you know, because he's what, like four or five? And then yeah, for the rest of his, his life, mom. he's freaking raised by this lunatic. I'd rather be raised by Christopher yeah, Lee. His, he says, at seven, I lost my faith. At seven. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Because I watched my dad murder my mom <laughs> to save her soul. No Get pictures in this house. You fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> that dude's the ultimate wet blanket. Uh, I might change. We might have to figure out what his name is. And I might change this fucking award. Johnny Depp's dad. <laughs> you can't say Johnny Depp's dad, though. Johnny Depp's dad in real life might be a lovely man. Maybe, I don't maybe know. it's a Bickagob Crane. Bickagob? What? I'm just making up names for him. <laughs> All right. You're the only one who has got to got to answer this uh, category because it was a new new category sure, on yeah, Elm yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Movie real estate. Yeah. And this one is Where Would You Rather Live? Shit, yeah. Sleepy Hollow or New York? Oh, sleep. In 1899. Sleepy Hollow, because New York just looks just too much. There's too much stuff so happening. So New York, that's what I wanted to ask you. And this is, this is where I wanted to hark back to fucking Christopher Lee and Guy with the Eyebrows. <laughs> this is, 1899 is a rough time to live in New York. Shit, yeah, yeah. Between the Beetlejuice outfits and like people with eyebrows, there's a lot of stuff going on down there. Yeah, anybody with a powdered wig might not be on the up and up. No, 
Yeah, no, no, no. That's a little, a little bit too much, too much smog coming out of the chimneys. Like there was a little bit too much yeah. of that. Dead bodies coming out just, of the river. It's too much. Just super hot all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like Ichabod's like, hey, we gotta. I, I just want to. I want to show you some maybe newer techniques in you know criminology. I want to. I want to do some investigating. And they're like, you're on trial. You keep fucking mouthing off. We're throwing you in the pit. And he's like, what the fuck? And this is at the height of the cosmopolitan of New York City. And they're like, yes. no, we will continue to beat people with snakes. Get out of here. This is when they're supposed to be enlightened. That's right. Nope. Not you know, so much. Art and, and advancement and everything. And they're like, nah, nah, get fucked. Yeah. Throw them and, in the pit. And it's not so gloomy in New York. Like the, the whole, the palette is very gloomy. And it was actually, it worked out perfectly because today was like a rainy, shitty day around. So it totally looked like the movie today. But usually, it I think a, it's a little bit too much. It was a, a shitty day here, too. I liked it. It was 91 yesterday. Oh, my God. Okay. What the yeah. hell? And then today was 65. <laughs> what? It sends the world weather And over overcast. Are you in the yeah. rolling blackouts? Are you in like? Are you in that grouping? I got no rolling blackouts yet. Okay, good. <laughs> is that still a thing? I think it is. I, I keep hearing about it on the news. I don't know, man. I haven't, yeah. ha- I haven't heard about rolling blackouts in like 12 years. All right, here. and your backyard's not on fire, right? I mean, not right now. Okay, Do good. I need to go look? No, you're good. <laughs> you can see from the closet. No, but I'm, we don't get fires, rarely get fires by where I'm at. Right, I good. mean, it, we're too close to the, the ocean, so we get a lot of moisture from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're good. Gotcha. We're good. All right, so you're saying Sleepy Hollow, I would agree, because I don't want to get fucking thrown into a, a hole in New York. Yes, I'll sooner live and, in like the treehouse where the gun guy is than live in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Masbeth's dad. Sure. <laughs> and it looks like if you live in Sleepy Hollow, just mind your fucking business. Yeah. And you're not going to get killed by the horsemen. No. Just go to the parties it's and the hang no- around. Yeah. It's the nosy people who get killed. It's all the civil servants. That's what yeah, I'm like, saying. That's you. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm all over this freaking movie. <laughs> the fucking kid's gonna come to you, hey, Mr. Leonard. I got something to tell you. Blah 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 blah. Two, two days later, dead. Yeah, that guy you got might killed well... because his wife had a big mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that lady wanted to talk too much, <laughs> and and I gotta get fucking my head cut off, and my kids gotta uh, get killed too. Yeah, that's like what... just shut up. When when your wife's friends come over, just leave the house. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, man, yeah. and walk around for good measure, just going ah, la 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 la. <laughs> Bring your kid out with you. Yeah, dude, poor bastard. Oh, I mean, he's a little ginger. He probably deserved. I it. had no soul. <laughs> <laughs> poor ginger. Fuck. Jesus. It's got dark. Yeah. All right. What do you wish there was more of in the movie? I only have one thing. Yeah. I'd like to see more of the. T- and we mentioned it earlier. I want to see more of the township people together. Oh, yep. Like I want to see that group of, because when else? If nothing, just for I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna enhance the movie, but just as a movie fan, I want to see those actors fucking. I just want to see them going for it some more. Just interacting with each other, them arguing, or even yep. like the the setup to all this stuff, the stuff that's happening like already yep. happened. Let's see all that in flashback. Whatever we got to do, I just want to see those actors just riffing with each other. Because like we mentioned, half of them are passed away at this point. Yeah, it's too bad. You know. What about you? What do you got? You got? Anything? I, I, I anything want more. Want I want more. more? I, I totally want more of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could have been in the movie. Yeah, I'm trying. I would have liked to seen a little bit more of, as we said before, where Ichabod's kind of like, like we got the general sense of why he's a loon, but like 
really like he's as you said he was kind of meant to on one end they're like all right well this guy is like a pain in the ass because he's trying to like you know bring civility here to uh new york city police um sure. but in the other end like get this guy out of here and he's the only way he's gonna be able to figure out shit is to kind of go up in the woods but I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more development of him as an investigator down in Manhattan. You know what I mean? Like, just a little bit more. Nothing yeah. crazy, because I think the, the length of this movie is just fine. But if we're going to throw a little bit more backstory, either that or, like, his relationship with his father. Or, you know what? Better yet, <laughs> more of Miranda Richardson's, like, whole deal and why the heck she's sure. so angry. I thought you were going to say you need more, like, Bell. Because you know how, like, the fucking Ichabod has the bell when he finds ding, a ding, crime ding, at the ding, beginning? Ding. Nice. Yeah, and would you say you need more cowbell? Ah uh, ha ha ha! No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> whose movie is it? Uh, and for me, it's Tim Burton. This is a Tim Burton movie. Yes, hundred percent. Signature movie, in my humble opinion. Yeah, look, sound. I you could. I mean, I would almost say I think of a as it a Danny Elfman movie, but when you think about his scores, I don't really think about this movie for whatever reason for Elfman, even though when you watch this movie, I'm like, holy shit. And then I went and listened to the score recently because I knew we were going to do the podcast and I forgot how much I loved it. Yeah. I, I even, if we are looking at it as a, it's, it's definitely not a Christopher Walken movie. It's definitely not a Christina Ricci movie. If at best it's no. a Johnny Depp movie, but I think even people get confused that Johnny Depp's even in this movie. But still, if you say Sleepy Hollow, the first thing you're going to get is, is Tim Burton in your head. So it's got to be his movie. 100%. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we talked about it earlier. Sleepy Hollow. 68% critics. 80% audience. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. I'm I'm right there. I'm in the average between them. I think this is like, it's an okay movie. I, you know, the, the fact that I hadn't seen it in a while kind of speaks volumes to me. And the fact is I'm kind of watching it today kind of, you know, and I was with it, you know, it wasn't that I was getting distracted with it, but it was like I was scratching my head with it a little bit. I think the, you know, the the 80-ish score is appropriate. Yeah, I'm with you. I would say I'm right there probably in the middle, probably around a 75. It's a solid like C, high C going to a, a B, a low B. It's fun. I mean, for me, it's a fun movie. Is it is it well acted? It's fine. Is it is it the greatest thing I've ever seen? No. Is it one of my favorite Depp movies? No. Is it one of my favorite Burton movies? No. But I enjoy it. It's a fun movie to me. It's a holiday movie that I watch at this time. And I remember in 99 being super excited about it. Yeah. Just super excited. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the scene with the scarecrow. Like the the uh, Jack Skellington scarecrow head. Yeah, at the beginning yeah. you're talking about? I thought that I yeah, actually I, left that off my list because I figured you'd be all over that. I the the first scene I wrote down is the first scene of the movie with Martin Landau where they're kind of laying it out and he's writing through. Mm. Um, I took it off just because I didn't want so many scenes and I. If there's not a ton that goes off in that, it's just visually a good looking scene. Yeah. Um, I was a little thrown off though because I'm watching it on the 4K player, but the movie is Blu-ray and it's trying to upscale it. And it had some weird like ghosting effects in that in that scene, mm-hmm. so it was like kind of throwing me off. It wasn't processing the black colors very well, so it kind of threw me off. But I also thought like, who the fuck has these scary ass uh, scarecrows in this? You know, in the in the in the eighteen hundreds, like those are fucking pretty intricate and pretty terrifying. Yeah, there's, there's pretty scary stuff here in New York State. You gotta you know those crows aren't just like jumping at anything around here. Bobby, <laughs> yeah, buddy, it's eleven thirty your time. Yeah, it is. I appreciate you being on. You got it. My pleasure. Is there 
Is there anything else you want to talk about for Sleepy Hollow? This was one of the two last movies to be released on Laserdisc. Oh. Do you want to know what the other movie was? I would love to. I was trying to think of something I can't think of. Uh, it, is, Phantom it is an obscure Nicolas Cage movie called Bringing Snake Out Eyes. the Dead. Never heard yeah, of it. Exactly. So it's these. He plays like an ambulance driver on it. It was a shit movie anyway. <clears throat> but the last two movies to be released on Laserdisc. And for the kids that are listening, Laserdiscs are the, the vinyls of like the DVD age that you had to like flip, which was kind of fun. But yeah. How did, how did that not pick up more? I, you know, back in the, like, in the late 90s, I was working at the department store selling TVs, and that was before DVD players came out, so we were selling, like, a shit ton of laser discs. It just, it had a very small window. Yeah, because the, the, the quality was better. Oh, yeah. Sound was better. Everything was better. But once yeah, they put it on. Winding. Yeah. But the, the pain in the ass was you, you had this monster dinner plate size DVD, uh, laser disc, that you would have to flip in the middle of the movie. And then I remember Empire Strikes Back had like four different discs because that movie was just forever long. And it was just keep flipping the disc, keep flipping the disc and being the little kid. Which is funny. Yeah. Because that's actually the shortest movie of all the Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Return of the shortest Jedi didn't have that many. That was so weird. Extra features, maybe? Yeah, maybe. No, there was no extra features on that shit. But when they did the um, that big THX release, that was all laser discs, too. Oh yeah, I remember with the with the black background and like one had like the stormtrooper face, one had like Vader's face. Yeah. Yep. All right, Bobby, I appreciate you being on. You got can it. Can I get can I get the Hessian one line from the Hessian before we before we sign up? <laughs> I could do it as right, Bane buddy. too. Do you want me to do it as Bane? Uh, yeah. There. I'm combining characters. Can I get okay, one more time. Can I get uh Hans Gruber, what does he sell to Theo it's when Theo's Theo. like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> there you go. A little bit better. Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Not Die Hard. Fuck Dark Knight Rises. Oh, my goodness. All right, buddy. See ya. We'll do it again, all right? Absolutely. All right, everyone. That is the Sleepy Hollow podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Definitely a good movie to watch during this season. Uh, I would, If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it around Halloween. Give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We could use them. Tell a friend, tell a hundred friends. Rate, review, subscribe. However else you're listening, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom or on Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. Shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. And we'll do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman.